Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back. But before we go to Nate, I want to give away another pair of International Sportsman Exposition tickets. You know, it runs this coming week from Thursday through Sunday. we got a lot going on. Um, when I was talking to Austin, he mentioned a front-range fishing opportunity where people have had been catching up to 50 trout a day. Now, they're small trout, but they were just catching them very handily. So give me the name of that place where people were catching all these trout ice fishing. The first one to text 303-713-1043 with the name of that location will win... Uh, We'll win two tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition that Karen will put in will call for you. And you have to give her your name so she can put them in will call. And Karen will let me know when we have a winner while I'm talking to Nate. Let's go to the phones. And joining us, one of our favorite contributors, Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm a little upset with you, but I understand (laughs) it. You can only be at ISC for a short period of time because of some ice fishing tournament. What's that about? Oh, Terry, you know, I, I tell you what, it breaks my heart. So I, I did the math. This would have been my, well, this will be my 20th year at ISE. Um, so my 20th year at ISE, and this is the first time in 20 years that I will not be at the show all four days. Uh, so, yeah, never never dreamed about it, never thought about it. I, I never missed it. I look so forward to this show to to see everybody, meet everybody. I mean, I've been getting my kids involved and, and letting them come to the show, uh, so it breaks my heart. But I, I think a lot of us know, or a lot of people do know, that our ice tournaments are, are, are a fairly large event, um, and we're starting to schedule them, um, you know, two to even three years out. And ISE was not sure of their date for this year yet before it was set, and we had to lock in that schedule, and unfortunately they overlap. But uh, I'm going to be there all day Thursday, excited to talk and see everybody, um, and try to come back down on Sunday. Day. And then, uh, yeah, for anybody else, we'll be at Blue Mesa on Friday and Saturday and have been to Saturday at Blue Mesa. So a lot going on this coming week. All right. Before we get to some ice fishing reports. So, by the way, we have a winner. The place they were catching the trout on the front range was St. Berain Park State Park. And they are just smacking the small trout there. Um, before we get out to an update on some ice fishing, uh, tell us about the upcoming tournament at Blue Mesa. And I, I understand it's a tremendous event. And what you've done for ice fishing in this state has been phenomenal, Nate. You should be proud. I I appreciate that, Terry. There's no doubt between our ice fishing schools, tournaments, and guiding, uh, we live on the ice and we love it. And I I love ice fishing just for the fact that it is so user-friendly. You know, so much of a sport has turned into, I don't want to say it's expensive, but you can spend some money in the sport. Um, And ice fishing remains one of those sports that you can take it to any level. but, But if you want to get out, you can do it very affordably, so we're excited about that. So, yeah, coming up this weekend uh, at Blue Mesa, it is the Mitch Bevins Journey Real Estate Ice Addiction event presented by Clam. Uh, we're excited about it, Terry. Uh, I said it right there in the title. Mr. Mitch Bevins, he's a realtor on the front range, probably as hardcore of a sportsman, Terry, as anybody that we know. He ice fishes. He open water fishes. I got him out fly fishing. He hunts birds, big game. Uh, this is a man who has more passion 
uh, in the outdoors for fishing and hunting than anybody I know. And he came to me for the partnership and said, hey, I want to get involved. I want to be the title partner of the Blue Mesa event. Uh, I just want to share uh, back all the sportsmen out there. So huge shout-out to Mitch Bevins for all he does. Uh, if you're looking for somebody in those real estate needs, I tell you what, there's no better than to spend time with somebody else who is that passionate uh, about the outdoors. So I can get you all that information later. But this coming weekend, he's the one providing what I think so many people are coming for. And that is the heaviest single fish, regardless of species, uh, is going to go home with $7,500 cash. And I think the biggest thing we want to emphasize, this is not a tournament where that money only gets distributed if it's a tagged fish or, you know, some crazy scenario of, hey, you got to catch this limit and that limit. There's no gimmicks, no hoops. The single heaviest fish, whether it's a, a half pound or 10 pounds, the heaviest single fish is going home guaranteed with that 7500 cash. Uh, so it's a big purse. A lot of people are coming. It's exciting. Uh, and in total, we're going to have over 25000 in cash and prizes just at Blue Mesa. So every event we're doing has that $7,500 prize, has a huge lineup of over 25000 in cash and prizes, free coffee, free hot chocolate, uh, random prizes every few minutes. We got donuts for free at every event. Um, we're doing everything we can to, to make this such a fun, entertaining, and most of all, due to our, our kind of unique format, a very fun event in the state. And we just want to welcome everybody going to be there. We still have room. Tickets are on sale until Thursday at 8 p.m., so make sure you get your ticket by Thursday at 8 p.m. I just talked to the Chamber of Commerce. There's still some hotels with room. Uh, so grab a hotel room. Grab your ticket. The weather looks amazing for traveling up there to Blue Mesa, uh, and there's no doubt fishing is hot. We heard it from Andy last weekend up there, a guy at GSO. Uh, I think we're going to have some of the best fishing that we've had at Blue Mesa ever. So the, the stars are aligned for a, for a great weekend up there, Terry. I heard the same thing, that where you laid out the course, the fishing that they – I've heard comments that it could be the best catch rate of any any uh, ice fishing tournament you've had so far. And, it, look, I mean, you can never guarantee that because fishing is fishing, but it, it's all coming together to look really great. Let's talk about some of the other, you know – First of all, everybody should be planning on going to ISE, especially Thursday to see you, or Sunday to come and get free rods for their kids. But other than that, where's the fishing going on? Where would you go ice fishing this week? Yeah, Terry, I, I want to talk about ISE and the fishing. So it's funny. I, I was actually at Chatfield this morning. My guests, uh, I'm sure, are listening right now. They were super excited to try to win tickets for ISE, so it kind of combines both. But I'm doing a lot of walleye fishing right now, Terry. Um, that bite at Chatfield continues to be amazing. Um, and honestly, the conditions could not be better. Um, I was on the southwest arm, you know, swim beach area this morning. Um, I had a little over eight inches of just rock-hard clear ice. All the expansion cracks are solid. Uh, all the pressure ridges that I got near are solid. Um, we have two to three inches of snow on top of the ice, so it's not slippery, um, and the nights are absolutely cold. Our daytime highs are getting warm, but it's a very minimal impact. It's two to three hours of warm versus the rest of the day that's extremely cold. So the ice is holding up. Um, we've really seen a transition to where the reaction baits are still doing good, but not near what the spoons are doing. So if you're going to go for walleye fast, trout um i tell you the the day of the spoon is upon us so 
small wobbling spoons, rattle spoons, uh, tip them with a minnow head, and you're going to catch perch, walleye, trout, uh, like I said, even some bass. So, so the bite there continues to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, the mountains are doing well. Um, everything's fishing pretty good. But while the front range has good ice and while the fishing's so good, I'm having a hard time wanting to go anywhere else when these conditions exist. Yeah, it really does look good out there. Um, Tatfield has just been crazy this year. What about those? Take us to a couple of the mountain places just in case. Absolutely, Terry. So I think we jump up to 11 mile in, reg- in, in regards to that. Um, our kokanee should gather any second. We're starting to catch them. We're starting to see them. Um, but really, it takes a little bit of the winter for kind of the whole system to calm down settle once things settle down that plankton really groups up and when that plankton groups up typically in early to mid january is when those schools of kokanee really get thick um we're starting to see those kokanee as we speak start start to gather pretty hard um i'm going to give it one more week and i think that kokanee bite at 11 mile is going to take off so really excited about that Again, we're catching fish now, and it's only going to get better. Um, and then we're getting a lot of big trout. The biggest trick to the trout is avoiding pressure, taking a little bit further walk, thinking about off-the-wall areas. Um, you know, if you pull up to Cross Creek or you pull up to the traditional areas, walk out, and the, the ice is Swiss cheese, 100 holes, um, you might not have that success. But if you go to some spots where the fish have been, you know, not pressured, not targeted, um, you're going to have a great day on that. So we're looking for weed lines, looking for small drop-offs, avoiding pressure, and you're going to catch a lot of those big trout. So that's been great. Same type of scenario at Antero. Um, Antero, <coughs> excuse me, try to avoid the crowds. Uh, fish some weed contours. I'd just definitely say shallower versus deep, um, and you're going to have some good success there for sure. I, on Antero, I did hear some reports that maybe a small part of the lake had some not as good ice as the rest of it. You know, Terry, we, we've been getting warm, cold. Uh, a couple of pressure ridges got kind of funky. Um, I cannot confirm that. Everywhere that I personally have been has been good. I've heard the the same type of rumors. We earlier in the year we definitely had two pockets open up, um, kind of more on that northeast side. Uh, but as far as that I've seen and been on, everything there has been pretty good. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. You are going to be at ISC Thursday. What are you going to be talking about? Absolutely, Terry. I'm going to walk everybody through that right now, doing quite a few seminars and really mixing some things up. So, you know, Terry, I, as much as you and I, I we, we talk education. We preach education. We preach scouting. We try to give everybody the knowledge that they need to go out and build their own bite, discover their own bite. Uh, my first seminar on Thursday is at 1.30, uh, right there at the theater with you, and it's walleye. It's talking about it being a three-season sport. I'm going to give what everybody wants. I'm going to give the exact thing, right? When you show up at the boat dock, we want to encourage people to say, hey, look at this depth, look at this scenario, and then go find your own spot. I'm going to give it all. I'm going to say, hey, take this bait and fish it in this area. Um, so I'm going to give everybody the hottest trends as far as bait presentation, where to use it, and then I'm going to explain why so they have the education to learn from further on. But I'm going to walk everybody through the spring bite, the summer bite, and the fall bite for walleyes right here on the front range. Obviously, you know, Pueblo, Chatfield, Cherry Creek, Boyd, all of those type fisheries, I'm going to give the nitty-gritty of exactly what you need to have success this coming spring. Uh, so really excited about that. I would say definitely do not miss that seminar if you have any concepts of really wanting to become a better walleye angler. Then when you jump over to the Adventure Theater, you're hunting at 3.30. We're going to talk about being a 
one method hunter. So many hunters here in Colorado would define themselves as an archery hunter, a muzzleloader, or a rifle hunter, and so many of us miss opportunities. I'm going to talk about overcoming some of the point challenges in Colorado. I talk to people all the time that are like, oh, I keep putting in for you know such and such unit, and I can't get it, and I'm frustrated. But we have areas that, you know, with an archery tag, it might take six, eight, ten years. But maybe with a fourth rifle tag, you'll get it every year or vice versa. So I'm going to talk about getting out of the concepts of being a one-method hunter. Even though you prefer archery or prefer rifle, I'm going to talk about ways to utilize your point, utilize the opportunities in Colorado to create success with both archery equipment, muzzleloader, and rifle. I'm going to walk everybody through these kind of endless opportunities to, number one, get more frequent tags, uh, and then, number two, obviously, create more success when you're out there. So that one, if you are a hunter, again, a must-see, just because I'm going to walk you through all the exact details you need here as a Colorado outdoorsman. Then I wrap up at back at the theater with you at 530, uh, and we're talking about huge pike. Um, we talk about this all the time, Terry. We see 30-pound pike almost you know, annually here in Colorado uh, between myself and my team here at Tightline. We catch giant pike. I'm not saying not to travel to some of these amazing destinations like some of the booths have here at ISE, but you can stay in Colorado and have amazing opportunity at 40 to 45-inch pike that are fatter than most pike that you would travel to catch. So jump in, watch that seminar. I'm going to walk you through what you need to know to catch giant pike right here in your backyard uh, and create that success. All right. Now, last question before I let you go. Uh, The Broncos probably aren't worth watching tomorrow or maybe you want to go maybe you don't have to work monday or tuesday before ISE starts before ice addiction if you could go ice fishing one place other than chatfield where would you go i tell you i would definitely go fishing over watching the sports but that's just me that's just who i am <laughs> you know okay i i uh it's one of those things that i can't do that i would say that chatfield is definitely my first pick uh, after that, I would probably jump up to a level mile and I'd go target those kokanee. Um, it's one of those things that's not a giant fish, but man, when that school comes through real thick, it is fast action. It is exciting. So front range, you, you can't say, you can't say it. You got to go to Chatfield mountains. I, I'd really consider those kokanee. I think that's going to be a fun bite. And I think it's going to cut loose literally any second. So those are those two opportunities. And just remember, catch all our tickets for ice addiction. They uh, are only on sale until Thursday at eight. Uh, again, with just the mid- Bevins of Journey Real Estate Ice Addiction event. You can go to our website or Facebook, find links on how to purchase tickets, find links to get a hold of Mitch. Uh, and yeah, we encourage everybody to get those tickets, get your hotel room, and we'll see everybody up there in Gunnison Friday and Saturday. Uh, then obviously you'll see everybody at ISE on Thursday and hopefully Sunday. I got one quick story before I let you go. It's about the Kokanee up at 11 Mile. I was ice fishing up there many years ago, and I was with a partner, and we each had two lines down. And I had one line to my right, one in front of me. He had one in front of him, one to his left. And I hooked up the biggest kokanee I had ever caught through the ice. And it went on a run and tangled all four of those lines. (laughs) 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 Those kokanee will fight through the ice. They're they're tremendous ice fishing. And they're just crazy there. I mean, they're spastic. They're just all over the place. And that's what makes it fun. I mean, you'll have... Now, there's times we'll all have four guys in a shelter, two rods each. We'll have eight lines in a tiny shelter, and uh, that school comes through, and you'll hook up with eight fish. I mean, it is, like I said, it's fast action, and it is fun, and, and yeah, they fight. Everything about that fish is a good time. 
All right, my friend, I have to let you go. We stole some time from Brad, but I'll steal some time from JR to make up for it because we like to dump on JR anyway. We'll talk to you at the show, Nate. Thank you, Gary. All right, Nate Zielinski. We'll take a quick time out. We come back. Brad Peterson will join us, and we got a lot to catch up. Waterfall, ice fishing, and ISE on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 104.3 The Fan. listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Um, Before we go to Brad Peterson, I have a couple housekeeping things here. One, a texter sent us a message that at the Douglas County Fairground this weekend uh, in Castle Rock is the Dog Agility Championship. Now, you can probably look that up online. Didn't get any more information than that, but that sounds like a fun place to go this weekend. So at the Douglas County Fairground in Castle Rock, it's the Dog Agility Competition. Also, when I was thinking about the rabbit hunting, somebody had asked about rabbit hunting earlier. If you're still listening, uh, if you go back to last week's show, Chad Lachance talked about cooking rabbit, but he also gave some advice on where to hunt them. And uh, if you just go to denversports.com, go to shows, go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and scroll down on my page, you will see that podcast of what Chad talked about, uh, cooking rabbits and other things. And there's some good tips on where to hunt them in that podcast if that helps you out. All right, let's uh, go to the phones. Joining us, he's going to be heavily involved at the International Sportsman's Exposition. You hear him on this show on a regular basis. He both covers waterfowl for us, and he's an avid angler who started with the Fisherman Group, Brad Peterson. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. Before we even get started, and I really want to start with waterfowl, but before we get to that, I did get a uh, a texter ask us if we know what the conditions on Jackson Lake are. Uh, Austin heard that there was ice out there, but he hadn't heard much about catching. That's about what I've heard as well. Um, I know some guys that have been fishing some private ponds in the area, and they actually have 10 inches of ice, which is an all-time record for them out there. So I would guess that the ice conditions on Jackson are pretty good. But with the low water that we had late this fall, um, when I talked to the ranger just a couple weeks ago, he still did not know how well the fish survived out there. Normally, they do pretty decent because there is kind of a, a pool of water that stays out there even when they drain it as low as they can. But you just never know. So if they live in the area, it's probably worth checking out. If you're driving out, uh, looking to drive some more just to go ice fishing, I think there's better options. Okay. We'll get back to ice fishing in a minute and to some ISE things. But first I want to talk waterfall. I've been hearing phenomenal reports about the geese. Bar Lake said they had the most geese in their blinds because they have the blinds at Bar Lake you can hunt that they've ever had. What are you seeing out there? You know, I'm seeing the same thing, but this uh, the last cold front and snowstorm we had about a week ago has really moved the birds around. Whereas the birds had been really associated with a lot of the big reservoirs, those reservoirs have capped over, and the birds that are still around have, have moved to the rivers. So it's definitely more river-oriented for roost locations for geese. And the snow has stuck around a little longer than normal, so we've lost some of our uh, you know, mid-sized geese, those earlier migrating birds, 
But we've got a lot of the bigger, greater birds around right now that are associated with the river. So if you're going to look for a place to hunt, you know, make sure that it's within a few miles of the river because that's where the birds are going to be roosting. But for those people looking to hunt public ground, this is your best opportunity to get on a goose hunt. And it's because the birds are going to be using the river and there's a lot of public access along the river. This may be your best opportunity, and what I would recommend is trying to hit the days that you either have wind or snow happening, preferably from mid-morning on, and hunt the afternoon-evening flight. Let those birds get off the river by themselves, and then they'll work their way back in, and they'll start coming in about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning all the way until the end of shooting time at sunset. And so it's it's kind of nice. You don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to get out there. But for public land hunters, the next couple of weeks are going to be their best opportunity to get on geese. All right. And are we still duck? Is the, or is that closed yet? Ducks in the the northeast, actually, in, in all the central flyway zones, are still open until the end of January. So on top of your goose opportunities on those rivers, you are going to get the chance at some ducks working too. All right, that sounds good. Let's switch back to ice fishing. We got a lot to cover. I want to get to ISE more than anything, but anything else ice fishing wise you've heard that you can update us on? Well, I heard you mention someone was talking about Saint uh, Saint Brain. I was out there yesterday. There's about four and a half to five and a half inches of ice on most of the ponds. Uh, I didn't go check Blue Heron, which is the bigger pond, but the smaller ponds all were about that amount with a little bit of snow on them definitely a lot of trout getting caught and if you're willing to kind of do a little bit of exploring there is some panfish in there and uh, that's what I was more targeting and found you know one area with some good panfish in there and I'll be heading back out there again tomorrow and if you're wanting to go up into the hills from this northern area the red feathers like is still doing really good yeah, and those should fish. They're, they're pretty reliable. It's fishing is still fishing, but if you want to go out and just catch some fish, Red Feathers area, I've heard good reports from both Dowdy and West. Have you heard anything about places like Lon Hagler or Boyd? You know, Boyd has been a little bit, it's got about uh, five to six and a half inches of ice on it, but the bite's been really slow this year. So I would kind of tell people to... If you're looking for a place to go to steer clear of Boyd right now, I was by there uh, Wednesday at about 3.30, and there was not a single person out on the ice. Okay. That just tells me that the bite's been slow, whereas Lon Hagler, a little bit more action out there. People are getting into white bass out there and uh, along with trout and an occasional perch. So that, that is one. They can be good. Just pay attention. Lawn Hagler being that small body of water, it's fairly deep. And sometimes they try and fill it during the winter. So those ice conditions can rapidly change. So that's one that I spend, I'm extra cautious on anytime I go out there. Okay. We're only got a couple of minutes left. I want to get to ISE. Uh, first of all, you're going to be at ISE. And, and eventually I want to get to our family day. But let's start out with when are, when will you be at ISE and what kind of seminars are you giving? Uh, I'm going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Saturday at uh, 1230, I will be part of the walleye panel. That's always a great one. We've got uh, three kind of walleye experts that answer questions. 
and it never fails that uh, usually there's there's at least two, if not four, different opinions on every question. Yeah, that's pretty uh, common. Yep. And then at three, I'm going to be at the expert corner talking about rigging plastics, just how to properly rig plastics for panfish, bass, uh, more of your warm water species, uh, walleye in there. And then at 4.30, I'm going to be doing the uh, trophy walleye tactics there at the, the fishing theater. And on Sunday, this is the big one, at 12.30, we're doing the Let's Go Fishing. That's the kids' fishing event where we give away rods and tackle and, I mean, you name it. There's there's tons of giveaways. It's a great one for anyone who has kids that are just wanting to get into fishing. Maybe they fished a little bit. And, and also, it's geared to giving information to adults who maybe have never fished or just maybe they've done a lot of fly fishing all their life and they want to try warm water fishing in some of the ponds nearby. Um, try to gear it towards people just just learning how to get into fishing. On Sunday, which is our family day, and not only are we going to have seminars geared more to basics of fishing, getting started, there'll be expert advice too. So if you can only come Sunday, we'll take care of you. But I think between the um, the folks at Lose Rods and Reels, the folks at Eagle Claw, and I believe Shields will give them a plug. Didn't they step up too? Yep, Shields donated rod and reel combos and some other tackle as well. And so we're going to have probably between 60 and 80 kids during the course that are going to leave with either a rod and reel or a tackle box because ISE bought a bunch of tackle boxes with tackle in them too. So if you've got a youth that's interested in getting into fishing or if you're a beginning angler, you need to come down Sunday. Even if you come another day earlier, come back Sunday and we're going to give away so much gear to youth. Uh, now, the youth, when they attend, the process is you're going to get a ticket, and you'll take that ticket to another booth to get your rod, but they're totally free until as long as they last. But you have to have an adult with you. We don't want kids just showing up. We want you with an adult, and you have to listen to a seminar and getting started fishing. But I'm really excited, Brad. We have a lot going on this that family day this year. Yeah, the family day has been a special deal, and – Got to give kudos to all the guys down there with ISE and all the staff, uh, guys and gals both, that have kind of really is, I want to say about seven years ago, this idea kind of came to fruition and have really been building this up. And it just is, it's a special event and day that is, you know, not common at all the different sports shows that are around the country. And for them to really put, their weight and effort behind this and supporting getting the kids out there and getting family and teaching people um, just, just my hats off to them. They, I, I really support it. They do a great job at it. All right, Brad, we have to run, but I will see you in just a few days. That sounds good. Looking forward to it, Terry. All right. Brad Peterson from Brad Peterson Outdoors. Book a trip with them, hunting or fishing. Just go to Brad Peterson Outdoors on social media. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got to talk a little shotgunning with JR from Colorado Clays on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, a 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. And before we go to our our first, our first and, well, not our final guest, because we'll probably talk to Dan Jacobs at the end, but I don't count him. We'll talk to him later. But before we go to JR, Brad Peterson and I were talking about an event 
uh, that we do at ISE where we give away, we're going to give away fishing tackle rods and tackle boxes to somewhere between 60 and 70 kids, free. But it's a certain day, and we give that day a certain name. The first one to text Karen with the day of the week and the name of that day at the show will get two tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition. And then you got to give her her name if, she, if you win because she's going to put them in a will call for you. All right, let's go to the phones. And hopefully joining us is JR from Colorado Clays. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. I just want to know we've been taking shots at you all day. Oh, I appreciate that, Terry. I expect no less. <laughs> yeah, well, well, first of all, Michelle and I talked about the fact that if people ice fish out there, they might run into you at Bar Lake and just be prepared. Yeah, well, hey, um, it's a great part, but, you know, um, some things are how they are. <laughs> anyway, we, we only take shots at you because we love you, and you're such a great guest, JR. And we I love Colorado it. Clays, and you guys are going to be at the International Sportsman's Exposition. Oh, yeah, Terry. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be in with our partners at, back at the Parks and Wildlife uh, section of the show. So uh, make sure when you come in, check your map, look for that big Parks and Wildlife block, and get back there, see us at Colorado Clays, talk to our great Parks and Wildlife people about anything Colorado outdoors. Um, just, just make it a part of the stop. We're excited to see everyone. Yeah, and you know what? The nice thing is you guys have so much more information at the show now people could come out to your facility uh, and they should and we'll tell them where that's located and they can get this information but they hear us talking on the radio and we talk about things that you can do out there but when you're at the ISE show you've got videos and brochures and you can talk to them about details that we would never have time to get into on the radio is that right yeah and that's a really good point Terry because we do talk a lot throughout the year about all that Colorado Clays has to offer Colorado's firearms enthusiasts. And the reason, of course, Colorado Clays is Colorado's number one ranked outdoor shooting range is because we offer the people of Colorado the very finest in public access, rifle, pistol, and shotgun shooting. We have options for beginners through expert skill levels, uh, classes and instruction for all skill levels and all disciplines for, you know, hunting, competition, and recreational applications, concealed carry, and, of course, uh, we're the number one venue for shooting events and leagues and all sizes and varieties. But, Terry, the ISE offers a once-a-year opportunity for folks to get that face-to-face, one-on-one answers and information that we don't have time to cover on the radio show that is very specific to their individual needs and can be done by simply stopping by the Colorado Clays booth while you're at the show anyway. So it's the perfect opportunity to get a little more in-depth. Well, and let's talk a little bit about some of those while we've got a few minutes. Let's take events. If I'm planning an event, you and I talk about the fact that, you know, you can do events of all sizes from just a few people up to large groups. You can cater them. What are some of the questions people might want to go through with you at the show if they're planning an event? Well, and a good, good point, Terry. So as events, and it doesn't matter if this is just a friends and family event you're wanting to do, maybe a bachelor, bachelorette party, a gender reveal, a wedding party. Uh, we do, of course, team building or office outings. 
and of course the big corporate and fundraiser type stuff. But the stuff we don't get into um, is our options for meeting areas. I mean, we have tents that will house hundreds of people. Uh, we have several buildings with um, areas to meet for smaller groups. Uh, we have group pricing, and we can fit budgets. Those are things we can talk about on uh, at the at the show. Catering options, you know, something that doesn't come up a lot. Uh, formats, of course, that may include games, rental guns, carts, uh, ammo, course layout for the event and vendors that might want to be involved on the course and just much much more terry so this is the perfect opportunity to really get the information and customize your event um, and feel comfortable about it get your date and uh, we can move forward what about classes now you have so many classes you can go online and get them but people sometimes don't understand what is offered at a particular class Yep, and that's another opportunity, Terry, is we can get very specific about our concealed carry, what all it does um, cover and involve. We'll actually have a brochure there, and people can thumb through that. Um, you know, we'll have classroom and shooting portions of it and let you know what you're getting and where it puts you in the concealed carry process as far as instruction, whether it's individual instruction, whether it's group instruction, whether it is classes we offer from pistol 101, uh, rifle, we do uh, signing clinics for rifle hunters. Uh, we do actually help out folks with all the different types of patterning, whether it's turkey hunting or clay shooting. And we can go over those specifics, the, uh, the cost of those, and also um, you know, what you're going to end up with after you get done. So it's a really excellent opportunity to fine-tune your uh, classes to your needs. Well, and, and even taking a step beyond classes, I'm sure people come out because we talk about the, the trap, the wobble trap, the skeet, the rifle pistol range, the sporting clays, and they wonder, how do I get involved and how do I get, you know, what do I purchase when I go out there? How do I get started? And we talk about all those, but you almost got to sit down with a person and say, well, what do you like to shoot? What level are you at? To really help them put together the right starting point for them, don't you? Absolutely, Terry. And, you know, not every person is going to need a class or instruction. They just need to know what is going to fit their specific needs, whether they're a hunter, um, you know, looking for patterning or presentations that will make them better in the field, whether they are just a recreational shooter and don't want to know what is offered and what would match their skill level, as you said. Um, maybe they are a competitive shooter, and we do have leagues available, uh, sporting clays leagues, uh, in fact, coming up here March 15th. And that would be open to all levels of people, the 12-week uh, leagues, spring and summer, uh, and that one uses a draft system, Terry, so uh, we can explain that. But basically, it, you know, drafting teams that are built out of the pool of shooters, and it makes all skill levels have an opportunity to compete in that event. Our trap league is a great one, too, starting March 22nd. Same thing, 12-week, five-person teams. And you can join as an individual or as a team. And that is also broken into groups uh, shooting against similar skill levels. So very popular, Terry. We have something for everyone. And I really encourage people to take advantage of this opportunity to talk to us about what we have to offer. Right. And there's just so many opportunities out there. You haven't even really touched on hardly the rifle and shooting. You know, the facility has so much to offer. Like, describe your, your, your rifle and pistol uh, range. 
Yeah, Terry, and this is a very unique hybrid type range. It is a NRA approved state of the art design, which includes 10 bays of rifle, 10 bays of pistol. As you uh, have alluded to before, it is a covered shooting area with padded benches, radiant heat, lights, everything you would get from an indoor range. But downrange, as opposed to having a roof, we have a baffle system that has natural light and airflow, and we're actually shooting what feels like an outdoor range. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Our rifle has a video viewing system on the 100-yard target, and what that means, we have a camera on your target, a monitor in your base, so you can do sight in in real time. Uh, pistol yard, your pistol has a 25-yard range with a target return system. So this is really a very unique facility, very outdoor feel with all the comforts of an indoor range. So something you really got to try out. And last thing before I let you go, I understand you're making a few improvements out there. Yeah, we are, and that's being partnered with our new uh, folks at Parks and Wildlife, Terry. We're going to start paving that driveway here coming up in March, April. Uh, we just got some new bridges for access from our skeet fields onto our other courses. Um, going to upgrade that video viewing system again with brand-new cameras, monitors, state-of-the-art equipment. So we're really uh, going to have a fantastic range this year. Um, we're going to be top of the crop, and I just would love to have everybody come out and check it out. All right, Jr. we're going to let you go, but if people can't come to see you at ISC, how do they find you otherwise? Uh, give us a call, 303-659-7117, or go to our website, coloradoclays.com. But by all means, check us out. Uh, if you're at the show, please stop by and see us. I'll be there Thursday. Corey will be there Friday, and then both of us are going to be there all weekend uh, to help out anybody that has any questions about shooting in Colorado. All right, my friend, I'll see you in just a few days. All right. Thank you, Terry. You bet. J.R. Pierce from Colorado Clays. Great people. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. There's a few things going on there that you really don't want to miss. One is our walleye panel on Saturdays. Um, it's always a big draw. We usually have things to give away to people, but we also, uh, we have, we'll take your walleye questions. There's a three-person panel, and then I host it. And uh, all the people there are either avid walleye fishermen, tournament walleye fishermen, work with people like in fishermen. And we're going to address your walleye fishing questions. That's always a huge, huge draw. So that'll be on Saturday. The big thing, of course, come any day. We're there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to give away more tickets next Saturday, but don't wait for that. Um, there's going to be so much going on. You need to come by and see us. And then... On Sunday, which is our family day, which was what our last question we gave away the tickets was, on Sunday we try to gear the seminars and our Ask the Expert. Now, the difference between the seminars and the Ask the Expert, the seminars are up on stage, usually PowerPoint, so go through a presentation, and they will then take questions. Our Ask the Expert booth is manned by different of our pros during the day, and they're there to kind of talk one-on-one -on -one or to small groups, and go over more personal information and interaction. And so both those give you good quality time listening to great anglers as Karen and I host the fishing theater. But Sunday, 
We call it family day. Now there's plenty of information for advanced anglers and all the guys will be there and you can grab them one-on-one and stuff. But we do a lot of getting started fishing, basic fishing techniques, everything from rigging and knot tying, all those things. But we have a seminar in the middle of the day and it's called our getting started. I can't remember the exact name, but we'll tell you when you show up. Any kids who show up with parents for that seminar get a little ticket. And they take that ticket, and they're going to go over to the discount fishing tackle booth, and they're going to get a free rod um, uh, while they last. Uh, the Rollins Outdoors with uh, their Lose brand has donated 50 rods. Eagle Claws donated rods. We have some other people donate rods. And then we have several tackle boxes that ISE actually sent the money to buy with tackle in them. So we're going to give away as many of that as we can as long as they last. So as many kids, we're hoping like maybe 70 kids or more will leave with fishing tackle for free. But you got to come and listen to that seminar, and that's on Sunday. So try to get down there for that. Anyway, just come down and see us. ISE is my chance to really interact with the public. I love seeing you. I love your feedback on the show, good and bad, things you want to hear, things you you don't like what you're hearing. Come and see us. Say hi. We'll love to talk to you. We're there. Karen and I will be there the whole show, so please come down and see us. Now, is Dan Jacobs in the studio? You know, there's a joke in there, Terry. There's a joke in there. Uh, I don't know if I should tell that joke, but, you know, it's... uh... You know, the whole, hey, if you listen to Terry, you can get a free, uh, your kid can get a free fly rod or tackle rod or tackle box. Uh, But I'm going to take the high road on this. I'm not, I'm not going to bring that one up. But by the way, when is my, uh, I'm preparing a little seminar for the fishing theater. Karen hasn't gotten me any notes on that. What what time do you need me? Um, I think you're on at midnight Sunday night. (laughs) It'll be the most highly attended seminar of the uh, exposition. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. People uh, are they're marking their calendar and their watch right now, setting an alarm. Yes. <laughs> hey, I got a I got a Broncos question to ask you. Yes, sir. Everybody's kind of going goo goo gaga over Jerry Rosberg because of the different attitude of the players, the things he changed, what he came in with. Is he really showing us kind of a blueprint of what this team could be, or is that just kind of overhyped because of one game? Yeah, we're going to talk about this during the show. This is, I mean, one overhyped for one game that they lost, right? I mean, they played the Chiefs close in the second half last time they played. I, You know, they're making this guy out to be some sort of savior. Nice guy. He's given the ultimate opportunity. It's like you won a contest or something. Be the Bronco, the head coach of the Broncos with no accountability for two weeks. It's fun. He's doing a fine job. But, hey, man, this guy was hired to come in and fix things. In week two or three, where's he been since then, man? Okay, so it's 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 that that classic backup quarterback syndrome. I don't know if you remember this, Terry. Do you remember there were people that actually said that Gary Kubiak may be a better starter uh, for, for John than John Elway at a time? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, the most popular guy in town at any time is always the backup quarterback. Right, and this is the same thing. Oh man, he's witty, he's charming, and this and that. We're going to talk about this during the show, but yeah, I mean, he's not a viable. Candidate, it's fun. It's been, you know, it's given us a reason to, you know, like Andrew Mason says, hey, we, we like to tune into Coach Rosberg's TED Talks. Did he expose some things? Well, they were already exposed. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there's been a couple things that are like, yeah, hey, you know, the Albert O thing, or are we really doing, there's certain things. But for the most part, he's just playing with house money. All right, my friend, I'll let you go. I'll close this out so you can talk more about it. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Terry. All right. 
Um, that wraps up. I want to say thanks to Dante. Thanks to Karen making this show go. Join us at the International Sportsman's Exposition and join us on the air next week at 9 to 11 on 104.3 The Fan. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour in sports with Dan Jacobs on 104.3 The Fan.